Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're here today with Jeremy Rathel, who's the founder and CEO of Cornish Lithium. But we're not going to talk about that too much today. Uh, Jeremy has kindly agreed to share his knowledge about lithium and perhaps the greener components around the lithium market. So, hello, Jeremy, how are you? Good, thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. I pre- appreciate that. And, you know, this is all part of our uh, learning series, our insight sure. series, where we're helping you know, our viewers understand a little bit more about certain commodities and, and the mm-hmm. markets ar- mm-hmm. around that. So today, lithium. Quite exciting. Exciting commodity. Exciting commodity. There's an EV revolution coming. Uh, we hear every day of the week, and everyone's yeah. telling us how much uh, of their commodity they're going to throw into um, batteries. But I think we're going to talk about an interesting aspect of the mm. lithium market, which is responsible mining. Yes, absolutely. Green. Yeah. Mining. Mm-hmm. So. Give us, a, give us an idea of what's your, what, first of all, what's your background in this space? Okay. My background is I'm a mining engineer. Mm-hmm. I trained in Cornwall at the Campbell School of Mines, which I'm very proud of, mm-hmm. um, here in the UK. And that's why I have a big passion for Cornwall. So really, uh, then I've spent the last 30 years being investment banker, working for UBS, Deutsche Bank, and heading up their global mining team. So I okay. finance background, really, but with mining engineering overlay. So really, I've looked at mines all over the world, and now I'm back in Cornwall. Fantastic. But you, you, you've always been outsider to the Cornish. You know that, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I do. No matter how many jobs you create, they're very proud people. Absolutely. Um, so what do you, we want to talk about the kind of responsible mining component sure. here. So maybe, what, do you, what do you think the issues in the market currently are? Because it's a lot of people talking about this, but mm. not a lot of people delivering on it. There's, a, there's, a, there's a f- several issues. One is the supply chain. And one is the carbon footprint of the supply chain. Mm. So I think lots of people have woken up, particularly here in the UK government, you know, that actually we did used to rely on buying lithium or buying copper or buying everything else almost from Sainsbury's. Mm. Well, obviously you can't do that. Mm. Or relying on, on, on shipping it in from international markets mm. in a way the carbon footprint of that is somebody else's problem. We just buy the commodity. Right. That is rapidly changing. Coronavirus has particularly changed that in the last two or three weeks, where people wake up and think, hang on a minute, if we're going to build electric vehicles in the UK, which we really, really want to, are we going to be reliant on a supply chain which is thousands of miles away and could be disrupted, as we've already seen in the last couple of weeks? So, and also, is that supply chain green? Is it, is it good to mine lithium, say, in Australia, take it to China, roast it in coal-fired power, ship it all the way to Korea to put into a battery, and then ship it all the way from Korea to a battery factory in the UK? I don't think so. So people are beginning to think about domestic supplies of battery metals, which are close to battery factories, and then much, much lower carbon footprint, particularly in our case, if you can do that with geothermal energy, which is ultra green. Okay, so a few things there. Um, First of all, do you think that funders and investors Mm. really care about the green component, or is it about margin? (laughs) Let's pass that. Go back six months, yep. and it was the latter, right. all about margins. Since the statement by Larry Fink at the beginning of January, who is the CEO of BlackRock, chairman yep. of BlackRock, yep. biggest um, institution, funding institution in the world, mm-hmm. investment management, he basically said, we do care about the uh, carbon footprint now. We have to care because our investors care, and therefore we are talking to all the companies we invest in about what they're doing to go green. 
Okay, so large institutions like BlackRock were starting to think that way. We, we spoke to a few companies recently, perhaps yeah. waking up to the fact that their funders are going to be more demanding of yeah. you know, the, the, the greener side of uh, yeah, their investment strategy. Yeah. Um, but there's always going to be people out there who will take advantage of the, of the, of the pricing. So of does it matter for small companies? Do they, do, yeah. you're, you're talking about this as a, yeah. as a USP, an, a, an advantage for you yes, as well. a UK, potential UK producer of lithium yeah. to feed into presumably the European EV yeah, sure. maelstrom, which, 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 which is coming, which yeah. is being formed at, at the moment. So that is it just a marketing ploy or no, are you serious about this? No, because we are very conscious that we have to compete on the international stage with price as well as just going green. We don't expect to get, we expect to get a premium mm. as you do for other ethically sourced materials, but mm. we don't want to be reliant on that. We believe that within using low um, carbon modern technology such as geothermal or wind or whatever, mm -hmm. you can still compete. You can still be right in the in the bottom of the cost curve or potentially in the bottom of the cost okay. curve. Do you, do you think these large funds are gonna truly understand the implications of the of these kind of broad sweeping statements that they're making are oh, so you know they may have to pay a premium. Yeah. And you think they'll be happy to do that? The f pay a premium for the product or yeah. um, I think I think that companies like BMW are already saying we have to source our material ethically. So I think that the traditional way of just pricing things on whoever can produce it the most, the cheapest, mm. uh, doesn't matter if it's fired by coal, doesn't matter if it's fired by whatever, mm. we don't care. That is gone. That's mm. gone as of the beginning of this year. The, the year of climate action, people are very, very focused suddenly. Maybe it'll go away, but I don't think it will because yeah. climate, you know, global warming is concerning all of us. So if, if I look at, look at that, so to be able to work out whether something has been ethically sourced, there yeah. needs to be trackability, sure. responsibility, Absolutely. and someone's got to monitor all, yeah. all of this. You know, Because I, I always refer back at this point to our recycling market here. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, you know, we all Every day or every week, we recycle our green bin, brown bin, black bin, mm. scenario, right? And we, we, we go through that process. Yeah. And um, what actually happens is the UK ships out a large portion of its recycling waste to places like Turkey. Absolutely. And about 70% of it sits there in huge piles. All mm. we've done is relocated Offshore, our yeah. garbage. Yeah. So there's no um, accountability there. No, agreed. How does the mining industry actually start? genuinely delivering responsible mining, can it today? I, I think that question is, is reverberating around every single mining industry boardroom right now. Mm -hmm. How do we react to a sudden change which has happened, so ESG happened last year, mm. but the ESG almost came out of nowhere really. Yeah. Um, and this year is the year of climate action. So, so how do we think about um, where our materials come from, where they go, yeah. how they're recycled. Mm. I mean, in your iPhone, there's about 60 different metals. Mm. Quite amazing. What happens to it? Nobody thinks about that. Mm. When, it, when you throw it away, what happens? So now people are thinking about it. And in the UK, I would say we're probably almost leading the world on that. Companies like Birmingham University really focused on battery recycling. Can we process a battery in the same way that we would primary metal? So can we take the lithium out of the phone Combine it with primary feed of lithium from, say, our projects in Cornwall. Um, can we do it at the same facility? Mm. But we have to come to grips with both primary supply and secondary recycling, hopefully in the same clean, green manner. 
It'd be nice. It'd be it's nice. possible. It genuinely is. Yeah. Everything's possible if <laughs> if there's a momentum behind it, and if if people work out how to monetize that. Yeah, okay. So you know, there's a you know, there's, there's conversations, the narrative going on in the background about you know what's driving the automotive mm. industry to move to battery, and yeah. it's and it's there's a it's kind of catch twenty two. There's a kind of sentiment from the market, but mm. that's a bit slow to react because. You know, you've got to pay for the R and D. Someone's got to pay yeah. for the R and D, and it's usually yeah. the consumer. Mm. And until prices come down, you're not going to have a massive swing of, of uptake. No, true. However, you know, the the, the automotive industry is spending billions and billions of yeah. dollars yeah. right now. I, I saw a list the other day; it's phenomenal. In fact, we'll make it available in a link below. Mm. Um, but are how are those companies, those automotive companies, engaging with the mining companies to ensure that it truly is? ethical green mining and how how are they going to track sure. people's behavior like like you know companies like yours for instance yeah. you know i think the ability to track has obviously been changed by blockchain so you can you can track something totally at the moment but i think where's that happening today it's not really well there's some right. is, to do it in the drc for for copper and cobalt so you're actually getting a blockchain um i've heard talk of it and i've seen I, I can't tell you, of it, but yeah. not seeing it working. I, that's got to be where this has got to go, surely. It is. It is. But right. I think the, the primary proof of where it's coming from is if you can see the production facility for lithium, for example, mm. right next door to the battery plant, mm. um, which I think is probably the way we're going. The EU is hugely all over this, and they're putting in, I think, one trillion euros into batteries, electric vehicles. Mm. Um, and I think it's about three billion into the supply chain itself. So I think there's a there's a thing. It's not government's responsibility to actually set up mining, and, and but it's it's government's responsibility to incentivise and to steer that activity. So governments are really thinking about it. Auto manufacturers are really thinking about it. Um, but we are at early stage because before we could just go and buy it from the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So, you know, so how so how much of this do you think is down to pressure from, you know, Joe Public investors, um, and how much of this is down to the companies themselves to sort of drive drive this? Because um, again, it's that chicken and egg thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right? Is it Greta Thunberg? Is it Extinction Revolution? You know, you mentioned a couple of things. Like yeah. last year, it was ESG, and this year, it's climate change, yeah. and what it's going to be next year. Mm. You know, do these things join up, or they are they have. a continuation of each other, or are they just different thematics each year? And then no, I think do, so. ESG is obviously environmental, social, and people think it's just one word. It's three. Mm. So the governance thing really was big. So the environmental thing is now the yeah. big thing, and I don't see it going away. Right. One thing that's interesting, I was commenting the the, the geological record, that's obviously I'm a, partly a geologist, mm. tells us that it's not the world we're trying to save. The world will be absolutely fine. Mm. We had an extinction, of almost complete wipeout of life, about mm. four or five times at least. Yeah. So we just won't be on the planet. The planet will be fine, but we won't be here. Well, so we've got to think about that. It's pretty <laughs> horrible, isn't it, really? Yeah. But... but it's, we're not trying to save the planet, we're trying to save humanity. So humanity is beginning to really rise up and say, look, actually, we used to cope with this sort of thing, we don't want it anymore. But what I think people are also beginning to realise is that metals, particularly lithium, lithium, without lithium, there is no transition to low carbon future. You have to have it to store renewable power, um, batteries for power, grid, power grids and for electric vehicles. So 
that is the one facilitator. So before metals were sort of irrelevant to people, yeah, I've got a phone, but I don't know what goes in it. People are beginning to realize that we do need them, but we also need them not to be shipped thousands of miles across the sea, generating a load of carbon. Okay, so the, to you, this is more than just a marketing ploy. This is serious investors, because well, that's what this program is about. Yeah. Investors understanding where they should be putting their money next. Absolutely. Most of that's about making money. Of course, the it is, yeah. of course it is. But you think people have got an ethical responsibility to invest. Yeah. yeah. We, a lot of our investors, we crowdfunded last year. Right. I would say most of the, the ones who've written into us care about, they see this as something that they can do, which is ethical, which is positive for the environment, because we're doing it in a low carbon way and a sustainable mm. way. But they, they passionately do care. And obviously the, the statement from BlackRock was, We've got to listen, and we've got to be, we've got to care. Well, that and also we, we've had a, an article written for us by the World Gold Council, which will right. be out at the weekend, mm -hmm. and they're talking about responsible mining and the need for it, specifically gold, of course, and some of the things like automation, but mm -hmm. even some of the machinery within that sort of yeah. automation has to be green to be, you know, to be, you know, completely transparent about the you know carbon footprint of you know, yeah. how much things cost yeah. money terms but also environmentally to produce absolutely because i think the mining industry is responsible sort of for around 10 percent of emissions globally it's wow. a big it's a big number it's a big number so we have to think about battery powered vehicles underground or in the open pit we have to think about autonomous vehicles we have to think mm -hmm. about you know there's a blizzard of change coming into the, into a very conservative industry who would rather just go bigger rather than innovate and change. And I, I think that's a big thing which is happening right now. So it, it's really hard to navigate around that, but I think we, we've had a fresh start. We can, mm. we can really think outside the box. Well, so, well, it's time for some joined up thinking. That, that, that's absolutely yeah. clear, because I think pockets of people and um, you know, certain industries operating in, in uh, silos, as it were, mm. it's now time to come together. I mean, we're talking actually interestingly to a group who are bringing AI into mining, not just about working out what's going yeah. in under the, going on under the ground, mm. but in terms of again this joined up thinking. You yeah. know, how do you create efficiencies there yeah. in an ethical way? So I think, yeah, we've we've used a bit of a little bit of AI in some of okay. our exploration work. Have you? Um, yeah, so but that's probably another subject for another day. Well, no, I, I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated mm. by it. Any, anything which kind of you know improves efficiencies and, and, yeah. and therefore margins is, is definitely something we want to talk about. But um, does that help with things like you know ethical mining, you know responsible um, mining? I, or is it more about data? It's more about efficient exploration using a vast amount of data. How what can we we can use three three D software? We can use modern mapping software and then what can we use AI to infer right. as to where we might next go. So I guess in a way, because you're being more efficient, it is green. Yes, it is. By definition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's, that's I guess good. it is. I, yeah. Maybe it is a conversation for another day because yeah. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that and that's yeah. certainly we're going to be exploring coming up. So so what are you what are you what are you doing? What else are you doing? You talked about some AI there, but you are trying to position yourself as some you know ethical mining. Yeah, we ethical are. mining. We are. So Cornwall Mm -hmm. I said, very pr proud county, very proud <laughs> people. Is, is, Long is. history of mining down there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't need to talk about all the infrastructure and stuff. And we know it's all there. Yeah. And, uh, trained, skilled staff down there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wardell Armstrong, amazing. Wardell Armstrong in Cornwall. Spoke to them a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're meant to be speaking to them later today, but I think it's going to be next week now. Um, So, so what's happening down in Cornwall? Well, revolution. It's interesting that Cornwall, a very proud county, absolutely, Mm -hmm. but one of the most socially deprived counties of the whole UK. Um, When the mining industry sort of died out, lots of people emigrated or or left. Mm -hmm. Um, And the average wage in Cornwall is £18,000 a year, which shocks most people. So they really do need to uh, generate new new jobs. And that's probably not going to come from uh, yet another um, ice cream seller or something like on the beach. It's probably you need need those guys as well, but you need new major industries. So at the moment, the what we, what we did was we spotted the opportunity that in 1864, it's a long time ago, mm-hmm. they identified lithium coming into an old mine in a, in a hot spring. And it was widely reported on. And in fact, it was called the celebrated hot spring. Of course. Charming. <laughs> Even though it was underground. And it flowed consistently for a very long time. And some enterprising individual from King's College analysed that in 1864 and said it's got a lot of lithium in it. And then it was forgotten about it until... When I was thinking about the electric vehicle revolution and what that would mean, started thinking about that and, and then thought, well, can, what was that all about? We looked at the geological reason it's there. That's very explainable. We'll go into that now. But there is a large amount of mineralized water underneath Cornwall. We've recently drilled into that water and successfully extracted highly enriched lithium from underground so mm-hmm. we've verified the historical records we know that we can get it up to surface we know that we can analyze it we've come across some really interesting extremely uh, green technologies that can extract it directly from the water mm-hmm. and put the uh, demineralized water back underground so and we believe that that could all be driven by geothermal power so our test drill site is right next door to the new geothermal plant that's just been drilled in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the holes have been drilled down to 5.2 kilometers yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, and we believe that's a really holistic way of always on geothermal green power driving a lithium plant, which is the metal. Right, but ultimately, ultimately, something like this needs to be economic, okay? And I, yes, I, absolutely. I know you're relatively early stage, but yeah. it, and this isn't about necessarily creating jobs in Cornwall, Cornwall because there's sure. unemployment or low, low, low salary costs yeah. down there. This, this is about being able to imagine the thesis is feed into the European EV factory infrastructure which which is being built and your angle is well we're responsible miners and we can do that in a a more carbon neutral kind of way rather than shipping stuff across the world to China to be processed to spill you mean and then back again that doesn't make sense so what do you know today about your project with regards to the costs yeah Yeah. now that's really good point obviously Um, what you might be aware of is last week, Bill Gates and the other f- investors, Jeff Bezos, into the Breakthrough Energy Ventures Fund, yeah. put 20 million US dollars into a technology company called Lilac Solutions yeah. that extracts lithium from geothermal water. Mm-hmm. The, the costs that are associated with that are very, very competitive. People say, oh, it's new technology, it must be high cost. It isn't, it's the almost complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And we know from various benchmarking exercises that others have done in this sphere that it will be competitive. But again, again, that's relatively early stage. There's there's no real sense of what the economics... Well, you've got an indication around the technology working and it suggested that it will be low cost. But commercial operating business, not quite there yet. So it's early days. 
It's relatively early days, but we, even though as a mining engineer, I'm relatively satisfied that this is sensible, it'll work, and particularly on the brine that, or the water that we've seen, mm. very, very low magnesium, it looks attractive to us. So, um, I, it's give, give us in layman's terms. What, what, what is the technology? You, you've got a brine, which, which is yeah. used in most people's minds, a good start. So yes, exactly. Then what happens? Well, it goes, it goes through a water cartridge filter, similar to what you might have put in your water jug, right. but a much bigger one, obviously. Right. The stuff that's inside that filter is an adsorbent, which strips the lithium out of the water right. and leaves clean water behind. Okay. Then you take the cartridge out of the stream and you reverse the cycle and you take concentrated lithium out. Okay. So that is basically what it is. Um, different brines are not created equal. Some, some are highly complex, some of the chemical soup. You've got lots and lots of salt in there. You've got mm. lots and lots of other metals. So, but so far what we've seen is that our brine should be relatively simple. But yes, it is early stage. I absolutely agree, it, right. it is. But in a way, the mining industry being very conservative, they say, oh, it's new technology, yeah. you can't work. But sure. actually, if you were in a tech world, everyone would say, oh, well, that's fantastic. We need to be doing that as well. Because mm. mining is so conservative and almost suspicious of well, it's, conser it's conservative because it makes people money, but it loses a lot of people. Oh, it loses an awful right? lot of money, yeah. So, I know my you know, banking days, if, if you said the word new technology, I'd run a mile. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the guy that learns sure. on my buck that doesn't yeah, no, quite work out according to plan. True. Because, you know, the, you know, you can have lab scenarios yeah. and pilot plant well. scenarios, but the reality of building something which has got economic capability, consistent yeah. economic capability is, is hard, right? Yes, but we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. If I told okay. you that we're going to develop our own technology, mm. you should be suspicious. Okay. We're not. We, we're using companies who've been at this for five or ten years already. Like who? They're not like Lilac Solutions, like... Right. Um, Are they making money? Well, they're still early, but you know, right. Bill Gates has done his DD, so presumably he was not throwing... He's throwing money. money at lots of things, though, isn't he? He's, he he's big into the nuclear um, R&D at the yeah, moment, energy we, we, we generally. So. We can and should be sceptical, but mm. all I'm telling you that um, we're also talking to a, a New Zealand company who've been doing this for a while. They've, New Zealand's been doing geothermal for... 60 years. So that's on the energy supply side? No, no, that's from the lithium extraction side. Okay. They've been, they've, they've been working on this for many, many years. They believe they can do it. Right. And um, that's really exciting. But, so, but when you say they believe they can, they've been at it many, many years. Yeah. And they believe they can do it. So yeah. They haven't done it yet or they don't. They've done it at pilot scale. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But scaling up, you know, they've got a team of engineers who are highly skilled at building mines. Right. They're not dreamers or, you know, it's really interesting. I get, I get it, but again, again, no one wants to invest in a science project, right? You, yeah. We want to sort of see that we can, and was, okay, it sounds like people have been at it for some time. They have learned some yeah. things along the way and you're taking the best of those things, presumably. Exactly. Okay, and, that, and that's fine. So we're not gonna, you're not learning on our buck. Right? So no, that's, absolutely. That's, that's good, right? That, yeah. But, you know, where are you at and what's the process to get through to something sure. where people go, actually, these guys, I think, can do it. You know, what are these sort of catalyst moments this year right. that you're aiming for? Yeah, no, absolutely. What we're aiming for is to have possibly three or four different technologies in containers on our site where we're testing which one works best. We've now got brine flow. We've got, a, we've got the holes we need. Mm. 
and we're talking to a number of providers, in, in, including you know some UK homegrown ones who've been Southampton University have developed their own process. That's they've been doing that for eight years now, okay. and and that's really interesting. Um, so we might have a test facility. We're going to not just one. It's yeah. going to be right. Does this work? Can we scale it? Yeah. Can we apply it? Is this the best site in Cornwall to do it? Yeah. You know. Because we're also doing another um, drilling campaign on a hard rock project, which is not spodumene; it's a different mineral, right. which is really going very well. Okay. Yeah. So that looks that looks good too. And there was a mine there during the war for lithium for submarine air conditioning. So that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, so I mean, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to, in my head, picture where you're at in the in the cycle. Okay. Sure. It's early days. So especially, we, we're still focused around the technology because it's a brine, like I say, big, big tech on that one. Yeah. Lithium market at the moment is obviously, let's call it depressed. Yeah. Depressed. For a couple of years, it's been struggling a bit. Yeah. Everyone's buying into the macro EV yeah. battery, mm. recy- a battery uh, story here. Mm-hmm. It's coming, but it's not there yet. And I'm just trying to, always trying to get the companies to help investors understand where they are in this sure. cycle and where they fit into the story. So yeah, I, 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 let's let's also give you a big tick for the responsible mining. But, yeah, okay? yeah, and, so and that's great. Yeah. But lithium, pretty tough story at the moment. I mean, what are the, what's yeah. the feedback you're getting? Well, let's unpack moment? that a bit because yeah, that, that's for me really interesting. So mm. you've ha- you what happened was lithium price was really really high. Mm. Lots of spodumene producers. Yep. we've mentioned that already in yep. Australia. Um, got into production and we went into oversupply. Mm-hmm. So, which we are, yep. but that is for a certain grade of lithium. So it's a Chinese grade, which has been really depressed, mm-hmm. $6,000, $7,000 a ton, mm-hmm. down from yep. probably twice that. Yep. But what's really interesting is the Japanese grade and Korean grade, which is high purity battery quality, not just grade, mm-hmm. the price is robust um, yeah, so what? far, what's $12,000, $13,000, $14,000 okay. a ton. So it's really telling you a story that you have to think about quality. It's not. It's not copper. It's not um, a, a homogeneous commodity. Mm. It's a chemical. So you have to get up to ultra high battery quality lithium mm. before, and that price has been okay. It's just that most people focus on the Chinese spot price. Right. So, and the story is absolutely as you said. We're we're at almost an inflection point. Not possibly quite yet because battery vehicles are still only two percent of sales. Very soon. People are going to start panicking about in the UK that 2035 you won't be able to buy a conventional engine anymore. So, well, what do I do now? And until now, there hasn't been the choice. But coming down the track in the next year or so, lots of choice of electric vehicles. So, demand is going to go up. We have no production of lithium in Europe at all yet. Um, is that right? None. 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 No battery grade. We've interviewed a couple. But yes, not, but, but they're not producing. I'm talking about producing <laughs> exactly. So we're we're you know we're an aspiring producer, yeah. um, and obviously I look at the as a former analyst looking at commodities and yeah. mining equities, etc. I do look at this thing quite carefully, and you do think, yes, okay, if I was in production right now, I'd be really worried about it because yeah. my margin is going to be squeezed. We're still trying to go towards best practice using other technologies that have been developed yeah. rather than trying to do it ourselves. Okay, so, so come back to the question, which yeah. was, you know, where do you fit in the cycle? So it, I get the high purity battery grade lithium yeah. argument, the Japanese, Korean thing. But great. As long as you're making a margin, right? If yes. you're producing at yeah. 12 or 14, it doesn't matter for Toffee, no. right? No, it doesn't. You know, you're not going to make money. So you might as well not bother. Mm. So 
where do you think, at what point do you think you're going to understand a bit more around the economics of, well, one, I guess, technically, can you produce this higher grade mm. lithium, okay, yes. which does put you, you know, in a, in a yeah. different bracket, different markets, yeah. which is great. And when do you understand the economics around whether you can actually economically play in that space? Okay. Um, the economics, wise, I mean, we, we, we don't, I, I couldn't claim that we yet know. No, I mean, but when, when would you? Yeah, so from the studies that we've done and from the studies we've been shown by other companies, mm. we believe, so let's say, one of the companies has done an extensive study on mm. their brine, which happens to be somewhere else, let's say, which is, they believe they can produce with a very healthy margin from mm. a much lower grade than us, like much, much lower grade than us. Mm. So we've got a higher grade. For them, it's, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. So we can use our technology it should well make money, okay. but but I can't tell you for sure because I'd be afraid. No, I, just want, I just want to understand some of the yeah. variables here, and, I, and yeah. because it's early days, I'm not asking you to come in. I'm no, saying, no. what's the sort of timing for that? So you've got some indications yeah. that people have got some indications <laughs> that they're going to be able well, right. to do it econ economically. So I'm trying to think, what are the other barriers? They so say, who owns the technology? Who owns the IP? Um, I don't care about the IP. Because but you do if they start charging you lots of money for it. Um, yes, but if they want to do an adventure with us, we by definition they, you do they participated. Yeah. Okay. So there's more than one option out there. So there's cho choice, and therefore. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we, we not a monopoly. We think that okay. joint venture is much better. Okay. They're in the same bed as you. They will get okay. to play, okay. and I think that's much better than trying to go it on our own. Okay. That's the model we're looking at at the moment. So. Working with companies we trust who've got good track records and you know it sounds okay. all that stuff right. So, but let's just come back to that. You know, where where are you in this yeah. in the cycle here? Because if I listen to we interview a lot of CEOs and a lot of commentators and influencers, sure. and they they all have different views as to when the EV revolution, most ever used phrased, uh, is gonna actually happen. Okay. Because yeah. you know you go look at the Chinese last year; the numbers weren't quite as good no. as they thought. Obviously, the coronavirus is going to have an impact. Yeah, well, it has already in January and February figures has, yeah. for the Chinese car sales uh, down ninety three percent. That's that's a big number, right? But let, let's let's assume all things being equal, that resolves itself. Yeah, in the next couple of quarters. Um, you know, it's the, the pickup isn't as quick as most people think, and then as miners, you've got to work out how do you get into the food chain, the supply yes. chain. Yes. So you've got to have a slightly longer term view on this. You must have, but you, you, have. you must have thought about this. And that I think is, if I was producing now, I'd be not happy. Yeah, but I'm not, and we might be producing in say two or three years' time if right. we're really ambitious. Okay, but and I think we can. And, but you know, I I think that inflection point is coming because mm. BM, you know VW are spending billions. On they all are. It's amazing. It's, it, it's, it's yeah. heading right down that way. There's yeah. no stopping it now. Yeah. So we are going electric. Whether we like it or not, I think most of us do like it because mm. it reduces not just CO2, it reduces emissions of particulates and everything else. So mm. that's cool. And I think if we can produce domestic supply of lithium here in the UK, I mean, we're all, you know, we're all trying to do something special for the economy. We're, mm. we're, after Brexit, the, the UK does need new industries. The UK needs to. The UK produces 1.2 million vehicles a year. Yeah. The government's very, very focused on maintaining that mm. after Brexit. Um, and if we can build a supply chain here in the UK of green material that goes into a battery plant here in the UK and then goes into the automotive sector, that's great. You know, but I can't tell you at this stage that we 
100% can do it because uh, otherwise I'd be a multi-multi-millionaire and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So so let me finish off with um, back to Cornwall. Yeah. Okay, so Cornwall, I think, famously voted to... To to know they voted Brexit. They voted for Brexit. Every single... Yeah. Okay. It was interesting because they're they're getting a lot of European grants. Yes. But they they voted to get out. What is that? And, and we are now, of course. Yeah, we, you know, it's done, done and dusted. Done. We, we all move on. Um, where does that put you with regards to doing business with Europe and this automotive sure. industry that you're talking about? I, whatever we think of Brexit, I, I don't want to go there. That's not because no. Not. What it has done is crystallised the UK government's thinking to say. I don't know if you read an article by Dominic Cummings early this year in the FT. He said we have to do something akin to the Manhattan Project. Right. Something really ambitious, and I, and I yeah. agree with yeah. that. We have to rethink our relationship with the world um, because we have been integrated into Europe, which, you know, whatever you think of it, um, we now have to think about what can we do to differentiate ourselves when there's a massive revolution going on. China wants to dominate electric vehicles. Europe's woken up and thought, whoa, we need to do the same. Yeah. And the government, British government now to think, We've got some of the best universities, some of the best technology, some of the most entrepreneurial people. Yeah. How do we do this? And then what about the supply chain? Can we rely on outsourcing the bad bits possibly, yeah. you know, like um, bringing in lithium and copper and stuff from countries where it's all generated with coal-fired coal right. power? The answer is, I think the government's thinking very hard about that. Um, it, 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 it is thinking very hard about that, but it's, we've also we're also losing our own automotive industry here because we could lose it. Well, we've lost lots and lots of jobs have, in the I, last well, we two have. years. No, we okay, have. we have, and they, they, they've gone they've gone they've gone to Europe. So, yep. in terms of integrating with that and all of these, we, we're yet to sort of. See, do you know what? We shouldn't talk about this because we yet to see the <laughs> wonderful uh, output from the negotiations which are currently going on. I know, on. but you know, the automotive sector in the yeah. UK employs 800,000 people. It yeah. used to employ a lot more. I think that's my, my uh, that's where I'd be interested to have this conversation in the next few months when there's a bit more in, uh, clarity as to what's mm. going on there about how companies like yours yeah. will integrate with our European partners mm. or not yeah. and what the cost of that's going to be. Sure. Okay, but... That's definitely a conversation for yeah, another, I just another say day. One thing, one thing which is really interesting. Yeah. The European Union funded a research paper on the lithium deposits in Europe. Right. That's available. It's um, by... A can lady. you give it to us? Yes, we can. It's yes, by well. somebody called Gorsarol and, and others. The biggest lithium rock body, mm-hmm. um, let's say, in the whole of Europe is in Cornwall. That is a fact. That's interesting. It, it's also slightly lower grade than others, but yeah. you all know that in some bodies of rock, there are going to be higher grades and sure. areas of higher, lower grade. So we need to identify where those are. And for sure, there are high grade areas of lithium in Cornwall, which could support, but they're higher grade in, in, in rock than some of the other lithium deposits in Europe. That's a really interesting place to be. And that government, our government, sees, well, hang on a minute, we could potentially actually dominate the supply of battery materials and create a battery powerhouse in Cornwall, which is very surprising, but very, very exciting. So it could actually happen. It could. Yeah. And yes, it's early stage. <laughs> and you, everyone's right to be sceptical, but you know, we have the technology to do it. 
we have the technology to rebuild him, the mm. bionic man. Mm. Um, we have the technology to extract it, both from hard rock and brine. Yep. We have the geothermal power, which is green, and wind and solar in Cornwall, which is great. Mm. And we have a government that wants to, and is worried about, wants to develop new industries, worried about existing industries, and wants to level up across the whole country. So one way of leveling up Cornwall is to stimulate that new industry which we're going to be part okay. of. Let, let, let's, let's hope that happens, and I'm sure you'll keep us up to date. Yeah. Um, why don't we finish off? What would you say to people thinking of investing in mining, yeah. generally, given our ethical uh, and, and green slant on this conversation? What's your message to them? What would I say? I think, I think to anyone who's listening to this, you, they do need to think about the carbon footprint because lots and lots of people are. Mm -hmm. um, the mining industry is beginning to think about it very carefully. Hence announcements from Rio and all sorts of other people. So just be aware that um, to have a look at what emissions are from primary, secondary and tertiary emissions that, uh, from mining projects before you necessarily run in. So it's about making money, of course, it naturally is. We can't just go into a project just because it's green and lose money. Yeah, we silly. Okay. Um, but I think we all need to be aware we also need to be aware of new technology and embrace that technology, not stupidly, but um, embrace the potential to change and to lower carbon emissions, but still make money. Jeremy, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us today. We've learned a few things there, which we always enjoy. Hopefully people at home have too. Stay in touch, let us know how your project's getting on. Like I said, that, that seems like it'll move, well, the technology side seems like it'll move Hopefully quickly in terms yeah. of what you yeah. understand and what you know. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks very Thank much. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.